Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 40 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening to me on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Man, oh man, it is another Friday, another week gone by. We are at Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if you guys have some barbecuing going on. I don't, at least not at the moment I don't. I have no idea what's going to happen this weekend, to be honest with you. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's get into this. Journey updates. Well, guys, another great week. Again, can't complain about this week. We are down three pounds this week. I was hoping so badly for 3.2 pounds. <laughs> That's what I want. 3.2 pounds would have put me into the 130 pound loss range. And I was like, oh, just 3.2 pounds seems so doable. <laughs> Please let me get 3.2. Please let me get. And I busted my butt. I did what I had to do. And I stepped on the scale on Saturday morning and three flat, three pounds flat. I missed it by ounces ounces man it's crazy when you want something so bad and you could come so close uh to it and some close to so close to actually accomplishing what you wanted and to fall short just by ounces man ah it's not this is not a disappointed uh rant here trust me trust me i'm happy with the three pound loss but you know in the history here if you've been listening a while point two has has haunted me a number of times when I've hoped for some certain loss. I've always I've always fallen short just by point two, just by point two so many times. And uh but it's you know it's almost comedic. Almost comedic. But so far for the month of May, we are down three point four pounds. Total since January twenty nineteen we are down 129.8 pounds. Our distance to get to the next WW milestone, which is the minus 150-pound milestone, is 20.2 pounds. It doesn't seem so far away anymore now. And another small goal I have was to get to a middle school weight of 253 pounds. I weighed that much in middle school and I'm trying to get back to it to break a couple of emotional chains in my life. I am 12.8 pounds away from that. And total, my big goal was to lose 200 pounds and to reevaluate my life up to that point. So our distance to get to the 200 pound loss mark is 70.2 pounds. So everything, all, all pistons are firing. 
Uh, we are full steam ahead, and we are making progress here. I mean, I can't complain. Can't complain. It's been a long road so far, and I'm sure I got a long ways to go. A long ways to go. You know, I used to want it to fall off yesterday. I used to want the weight to fall off yesterday, but I just understand now. I guess this is the maturity. When you stick around long enough in a weight loss journey, at some point, there's a, a men- mental switch. And what, see, thinking that the weight should fall off so fast seems so immature now to me than it did when I first started. And that is part of what I want to talk about today. Not necessarily, but the, there's an easy road and there's a hard road. And I want to, I want to broaden this idea. And this all comes from a quote, a Les Brown quote. Do what is easy and your life will be hard. Do what is hard and your life will be easy. But there's so many, so much more to easy versus hard than just that saying. But I love that quote. I live by that quote on a daily basis. Sometimes I transgress the quote, and, and, but most of the time I enforce the quote, and I live by it. But doing what is easy versus doing what is hard. In our lives, we are presented with choices constantly. We are, and some of them seem trivial, but in, for this topic, for our conversation here today, every choice is a choice. Every decision is a decision. And when I say to you, whether it was last week's episode or the week before, I can't remember exactly, but I said every decision you make either takes you toward your goals or away from your goals. They either take you toward life or toward death. And I hope to make you understand that because it is grasping that alone is going to be a mental switch in how you approach your journey. There's there's a mental switch to be had if you just stay with me. Stay with me and hear me out. Because when I compare these choices, they're going to seem very trivial. But they have just as much effect on going toward your goal or away from your goal, or going toward life, or toward death, as anything else. The problem is, we don't take it seriously. It's no big deal. Nothing's a big deal until it's a big deal. And oftentimes, we don't see it as a big deal until it's somebody with his doctorate with a white coat on telling us it's a big deal. And that, most of the time, when you're hearing it from that guy, it's already too late. So my reasoning for wanting you to grasp this subject today is more to not hear it from the guy in the white coat than I'd rather you hear it from me and grasp it from me than to hear it from that white coat and only to have you go into some sort of depression and God knows what because you think your whole life is falling apart. We're presented with food choices every day, every day. And if you're listening to me, you know you're in this lifestyle, you understand. It is not just about the healthy choice versus the unhealthy choice. A lot of people believe that, but it's not. Some people completely miss it. Sometimes it's not about healthy versus unhealthy. Sometimes it's about smart versus convenient. Um, Stick with me. We We could, if you're on the blue plan, I'm not sure on the purple plan, but on the blue plan... Grilled chicken breast, zero points. 
Okay. I know on the green plan, it's like two points for three ounces, something like that. But it's not much on the green plan. But on the blue plan, zero points. Okay. For grilled chicken breast. Or there's a lot of lean proteins that come up zero points on the blue plan. Okay. But I'm using chicken for an instance here because we could spend our time, if we go into a grocery store and we're going in there with the, a health mindset, okay? But it, it, the attitude toward the health is going to dictate the choices you make. And you're going to see them as not a big deal. But if I can get you to grasp how big a deal every choice you make is, that's what my goal is for today. You're walking, let's say you're walking in the grocery store right now, okay? You don't have much time on your hands. You got some and you like to enjoy life and you don't want to spend it. You hate the idea. Let's just say you hate the idea of food prep, okay? I'm not exactly a food prepper myself, so I get it. You hate the idea of food prepping. You're standing in the frozen food aisle. You're past the meat aisle. There was grilled chicken breast on there in, on that, in that meat aisle in the butcher area. There was chicken breast. And you know if you bought that chicken breast and you cooked it, it would be zero points for the day. Whatever meal you're using it on, it's zero points. Now, that same ideology, if you value your the things you enjoy more than food prep and you allow that to make your decision for you, you'll end up in the food in the frozen food aisle and you'll see there's a box there of chicken patties. It's still chicken. They're frozen. They're already cooked. All you do is heat them up. So now, how much time are you saving here? I'm sure you're saving a bunch of time because it's just about sticking it in a microwave. So you're saying, well, you know, I was going to make a grilled chicken sandwich with the grill with, with the chicken breast. I could just buy these chicken patties and heat them in the microwave. Boom, I'm done. And you can. Even if you weren't going to make a sandwich, you can chop up the chicken patty and put it in salad. What's stopping you? But the difference is the patty has been prepared however the factory prepared it because that's where they come from, a factory. Whatever meat from the chicken is used could be breast. It could be a bunch of other parts, ground up, formed into a patty, partially cooked, frozen, flash frozen, with the intention of you cooking it the rest of the way when you popped it in the microwave. God only knows what kinds of preservatives are added to it to make sure it stays as long as possible, has the longest shelf life possible. So you buy this chicken patty, and you're essentially going to do the same thing you would have done with it if you bought the chicken breast. The only difference is using a microwave to reheat it or using whether it's a grilling pan or a grill in the backyard to prepare the chicken breast or an air fryer, whatever you do, whatever you like to do. It's up to you. But that chicken patty is six points. The chicken patty, the patty that's made of the same meat you can have for zero points, you've chosen because it's more convenient, you've chosen to use six points for the same thing. So you're on the blue plan. Let's just say that. And if, it, if the purple plan is the same as the blue plan, then it's, it's going to be zero there too. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. But you're sitting here and you're making a choice. I mean, I could have an entire meal for six points. You're just choosing the patty. And this, this seems like such a trivial thing. Oh, what's the big deal, Don? I just want to save some time. I want to reheat the... I want to heat it in the microwave and be done with it. Look, you could have made the same situation 
you could have grilled the chicken on Sunday. What's, what's, what's it take to grill five pieces of chicken? 15, 20 minutes? You could put them all on the grill at the same time. It's not like you're, you're going to cook one at a time. Seven to 10 minutes on each side, boom, you're done, depending on how thick the, the breast is. And it would be zero points, and you can reheat that just the same for the salad, for the sandwich, whatever you want to use it for. But it, and it, it seems like such a trivial decision to you, but God only knows what they did to that chicken patty. God only knows what's in the chicken patty, what parts of the chicken are ground up to be formed into this patty that makes it six points. What, what chemicals or, or food preservatives were added, added to give it shelf life and what that does to your body when it's in your body? I've never looked into it, but I, I almost want to save it for a future episode. What stuff like f- preservatives when you're buying frozen food or the chemicals and artificial sweeteners, what they do to our body, even though we're, we're using these things because they told us those were the healthier choices in order to lose weight, but to, to discover, to try and discover what food preservatives or artificial sweeteners and whatever other ingredients are in healthier foods or healthier substitutes that we may be eating on a daily basis and what it does in our body that could be counterproductive to the healthy lifestyles we're trying to live. I am, that is going to be a future episode. I just haven't, I haven't gotten in it yet. I got, haven't gotten into it yet. I feel like that one's going to take some extra research to really get down and dirty, find out the truth. Because that's what it's about. It's about finding out the truth. We could be presented with these same choices, these same what seem like minuscule choices when it comes to exercise. And you're like, well, I, I, I went out for my walk. Meanwhile, you go for your walk, you go out for an hour or a half hour or whatever the case may be. And you don't pay attention to anything. You don't, you don't, you're not someone who, you know, is into all the, the data that comes from a Fitbit. So you don't under, you don't really care. You're just going to track it manually into the app that you went for a walk. I mean, and yeah, I guess you could still do it that way. But what do you know about what your actual work is? You may feel like you did a good job. Everybody wants to feel like they did a good job. But what, wouldn't knowing be better? Wouldn't knowing for sure? Having something like a Fitbit to tell you that you walk, you're walking a 20-minute mile and having a number like that, a number, and, and knowing that during that 20-minute mile, your heart rate got up to X amount beats per minute, wouldn't that be a great idea to think that you can have that information? So why choose not to have it? Not only that, not only just having the information, but to know there's now a number to compete with yourself. Last Monday, I did a 20-minute mile, 20.49-minute mile. Today, I did a 20.20-minute mile. You may not know what that, how much, but you know it's faster. You may not know how, how much faster, but you know it's faster. It's a way of measuring success in what you're trying to do. You beat yourself you, this Monday, you're doing better than last Monday. That's what it means. That's what it means. And something as simple as a watch on your wrist enables you to be able to gauge that. We make these decisions on a daily basis in regards to lifestyle. The hard choice, the easy choice. 
Now, what do I mean by lifestyle? I mean like your your routines, the things you're used to doing. What? Well, Don, I like to go out with my friends on Friday night and and be with them, but they, they want to go to Red Lobster. They want to go to Olive Garden. They want to go to TGI Fridays. I want to be with them, but this is this is what I'm talking about. It doesn't seem like a big deal. It doesn't seem like this is life-threatening. But yet, week after week after week, we make these routine decisions. And if you, okay, put it this way. There's 50, 365 days a year. If you went and spent $2 a day on a cup of coffee, at the end of the year, you spend $800 on coffee. Okay, I'm rounding up. So what? When you add tax and tip and whatever else, you're talking about $800 a year on coffee. When you're paying, when you're handing the guy $2, you're like, what's the, what's the big deal? But at the end of the year, you see that you spend $800 on freaking coffee. And $2 is not a lot. I mean, I now it's more like $3. And if you're going to Starbucks, God only knows what you're spending there. But that's what I'm talking about. It seems like a small, minuscule decision. But in the broad scheme, when you take a 40,000-foot view, it's a lot more detrimental than you think. And going out to dinner on Friday night seems so important. But if you don't take care of your health, they're going to go on with their lives. One day, the white coat is going to stand in front of you. And they're going to say, if you don't stop, it's, it's it. You're done. Stop now. Make a change. Or, or you're on your way to the, uh, the great unknown. It's your choice. You've already made 100,000 choices that got you to the white coat. Now, the white coat, when he presents you with a choice, it's always much worse. It's always far more serious. And everything seems so much more of a big deal when the ultimatum comes from the white coat. Meanwhile, if you just took one of these smaller choices more seriously, maybe you wouldn't be in this position in the first place. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get more into how we can stop this. How can we stop and start making the right choices when it comes to the easy road versus the hard road. Stay with me. Don't go anywhere. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Are you interested in Ranting Weight Watcher merchandise? The Ranting Weight Watcher merchandise store is officially open for business. Head over to www.therantingweightwatcher.com. Scroll down past the welcome section to find the link to the merchandise store. Thank you so much for your support of the show. If this is your first time here, and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. 
Today we've been talking about taking the easy road or taking the hard road when it comes to decision making in regards to your health journey, in regards to life in general. Because we are presented with decisions every day. Every day. And they seem like no big deal. But it is my firm belief that every decision we make either brings us toward our goals or takes us away from our goals. A simple decision can, what seems like such a small, small decision, for all you know, you just pushed your goal, you just pushed your goal further six, seven, eight months down the road. Maybe you were right on the doorstep to your goal. And maybe this one small decision just now pushed your goal six, seven months out and you don't even know it. You would never know because when you're making the decision, if you don't take the decision that you're making seriously, if you don't think it's important, you're not going to know until it's too late that it actually was important and that you should have taken it seriously. And that's when we go into our little mini depressions and everything else and life is over. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. What am I going to do now? The white coat got me. The white coat told me I better make a life choice. I better make a, a change now or it's all over for me. And something as simple as giving up sweets seems like the end of the world because you've been just diagnosed as a diabetic. And some people still, they're so attached. There's such an emotional attachment to the routine, to the food, whatever it is, that they're willing to choose death at that point. Because if we're talking about these serious diagnoses like diabetes, heart attack, or blockages in the heart, or whatever other health, serious health-related issues that come with being in an unhealthy, sedentary lifestyle that we didn't take seriously to begin with, then all of a sudden we're being diagnosed with them and the whole world is falling apart. Our attachment to these foods becomes the only thing we have left and the only thing we want to hang on to. And what are they really? Really, what they are is you're showing the world what you value more. You're showing the world that even though the white coat told you if you don't make a change, bad things are going to happen, you decided that these choices are more valuable than you as a person. That's what you're showing the world. You get diagnosed with diabetes... And they tell you, you got to stop stop eating the sugar. You can't go. You got uh, uh, high blood pressure, and they tell you you got to stop eating the salt. You have congestive heart failure. You got to stop eating the fatty, fatty things. You got to get a healthier lifestyle going. And suddenly, these stupid food items in your mind, maybe not in your mind, maybe you're the delusional one in this case, but the rest of the world is looking at you and saying, all you had to do is value yourself more than you value the food. And so a lot of these things are fixable. These are health things we can control. We're not talking about stage four cancer here. We're talking about losing weight, getting healthy to avoid the high blood pressure medication, 
to avoid being on insulin, to avoid needing stents put in your, in your heart to open the blood vessels. Simple, simple decisions. And all that re- is required to truly make them is for you to value yourself more than you value the food or the routine we're talking about. Your friends go out to TGI Fridays. Your friends go out every Friday night to whatever. But the white coat told you if you don't make a change, you're not going to be here. So either way, either way. So you choose not to go because you're choosing a healthier lifestyle or you continue the unhealthy lifestyle and you end up so that you're somewhere that enables you not to go anyway. All they're sitting there at that table and they're talking about is, oh, remember him? Remember her? What a great person. God, it's unfair. Life is unfair. They had to be, they had to be, they had to go to heaven too, too young. Meanwhile, it was the decision making on your part that sent you to heaven early. Everybody wants to believe, oh, God took so-and-so home too soon. God needed an angel. His number was called too early in life. If, if, if it was God's decision to take you, you would, there would be no free will, Right? So let's get a little let's get a little theological here. In the Bible it talks about the free will to choose Christ or to choose choose life or choose death. Your decision making takes you toward life or toward death. Not God. God knows how it's going to end. He just knows the end of the story. Your free will gets you toward life or toward death. You're going to spend eternity somewhere and your choices in this world are going to dictate where you spend in that world. I don't know if you're a religious thinker. I don't know. I'm not trying to say yay or nay. But I know that based on that theology alone, God's not taking anybody out. They're taking themselves out. God just knows when it's going to happen. He happens to know. He saw it in the book. If I choose every day going forward to eat four or 5,000 calories a day on junk and I die of a heart attack, and you all hear about it. Was it God taking me early because he needed an angel? Or was it me and my choices that I'm making that sent me there too soon, and he just knew this was the day I was coming? Which is it? We all want to make it so we aren't accountable for our own actions. That's what it boils down to at all. You want to believe when the white coat is telling you, Everything you need to make a change, you make this change now. We all want to believe it wasn't our fault. It wasn't these decisions. Why is this happening to me? Meanwhile, you forgot about the thousand and one times you chose the the cake. You chose the cookie and whatever else and had zero self-control, zero discipline. And now you're wondering why this white coat is talking about diabetes. Why is this happening to you? This is when, the, the, when I always talk about the mirror of truth, this is when it's most important to stand in front of that mirror. Because people like to live in their own delusions. They like to believe that the choices they make aren't that serious. And they just are. They simply are. And if I didn't care, I wouldn't talk about this. Maybe I'm discovering for the first time in my life that my voice has to do with this subject because of everything I've ever gone through and everything I'm still going through. You're with me on my journey. 
And I didn't have a white coat tell me that you better do something or you're going to die. I wasn't diagnosed with diabetes or high blood pressure. I just woke up one day and, and was sick and tired of what I was looking at. I got a surgery to alter my body and change how forever how my body digests food because it was the easy road. Oh, it's guaranteed to work. Meanwhile, over 40% of the people gain back all the weight that they lose that have the weight loss surgeries. Over 40%. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's higher than 40 and less than 50. So somewhere between 40 and 50% gain all of the weight back and more. And I was part of that group. I gained almost all of it back before I said, Enough is enough. I'm sick and tired. From 460 to 277 in one year. And then in the next 15 years, from 277 to 395, when I finally said, enough is enough. Time to get my life back in order. Time to get my head on straight and value my life. Value me. For the first time in my life. I had all kinds of self-esteem issues. All kinds. I could care less. At my biggest, I could care less if I dropped dead. I had no desire to live. I just pretended to be happy. I spent my time making people laugh. Because... If they were laughing because of me, they weren't laughing at me. That's what it comes down to. You have to make the change before it's too late. You want to make this decision on your own. You don't want a white coat telling you this is life or death. You don't want it to have to come to that. Because you know it's going to feel like such a better decision. If you decide, I'm doing this on my own and I value my life more than I value the food. Food is simply fuel to give your body the energy it needs to survive. That's all it is. There are no emotions involved here. The emotions we attach to food are the problem. They're the reason we are in the position we are in. All we need to do is value our lives more than we value the food. And for everybody, there's a number. For everybody, there's a time period. I firmly believe that if you can give yourself the discipline to give up whatever the food item is for a certain time period, and you can build that discipline, when you, ref- when you finally do return to eat that food item that caused so many problems in your past, 
the discipline you learned will be the strength to be able to encounter it going forward. It's just fuel. It's just food. You don't take this much consideration for your car to stick gasoline in your car. Food to the body is gasoline to the car. They are the same thing. The only difference is your mouth is not on the end of the gasoline hose. That's the difference. And because it doesn't cross your taste buds and cause all kinds of stupid emotions in your head. Because that's what it is. It's messing with your mind. You eat these foods and it causes all these emotions and you have this attachment to the thing that's killing you. You're just choosing a slower version of death. Essentially, you're attached to the guy with the gun. And you're saying, oh, I love being with you. I know you have that gun, but I love being with you anyway. You're just so fun to be with. I hope you don't use that gun on me. I just love hanging out with you. You're my favorite person. That's what you're saying. Not being able to give it up. Something so small. So minuscule in the broad scheme of things. We have to break the chains. We have to... The hold that food has on our lives is all emotion-based. All emotion-based. Logic and emotion, they clash. When you start looking at the truth of everything, you're going to realize the truth is based in logic. I make the right food choices, I lose weight. I exercise, I lose weight. It's logical. Your emotions tell you, well, you don't feel like exercising. Oh, and you love eating that food item. That's the best food item in the world. Whatever it is. That's what your emotions tell you. It's all lies. It's all lies. And what seem to be small, stupid decisions are all decisions that take you to the grave faster or keep you on this earth longer. Every single choice, no matter how small or how unimportant you think the choice is, it's still that serious. It's still that serious. God, if if there's one thing I need you to grasp from this episode... Is for once in your life Choose you Because God knows There's plenty of diabetics Listening to me right now That chose dessert Way too many times They chose death 
more than they've chosen life. There's people with cholesterol problems. There's people with high blood pressure. There's people with blocked arteries that chose their deep fried foods, their salty foods, their fatty foods. They chose death way too many times. And how many more times can you do it? How many more times could you choose death before it's too late? How many more times does a doctor need to tell you you better make a change before you actually listen and do it? Our attachment to these things, it's all in the mind. All in the mind. We don't need any of it. We want it. We want it. We've told ourselves it's something we need. Some, t- some of you are substituting these things, these food items, for comfort, for, for happiness, for whatever is missing in your life. And for once in your life, just choose you. Just choose life. Just choose health. Be the person you were always meant to be. Stop choosing death. Death is the easy road. Choose life. Do the hard thing. Do what is easy and your life will be hard. Do what is hard and your life will be easy. Just make the choice. You have to do it. Nobody else can do it for you. Make the choice. Make your life right. Choose life. Stop choosing death. Your health is way more important than some stupid food item. Let it go. It's in your mind. Do the right thing. It's not... No no one ever said it would be easy. Just make the right choice. Choose you. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.